Welcome to Lowering the Rim. We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and you and you said you taught him how to pee. Yeah, well, I taught him how to pee. Okay. Now, who did he play for? The Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. The Bears. <laughs> what era? The Hawks. The Hawks. He was with Lou Aldang. Okay. Um, Kirk Heinrich. What Rose. Era were they? <laughs> <laughs> this one that was the '98 like... Bulls, right? <laughs> right. Boozer was like a 2010, 2012. Uh, was he in Kobe Bryant courtside? Probably. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that would have been too early. Okay. Yeah, that was like 2004, think? right? He's old. I mean, he's been retired for a few years. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know dates and times. He definitely played in the Vince Carter era, okay. which is 40 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's not really it's, narrowing it's still the... Going, right? yeah, it's, it's, well, well, it was still going. Now Wait, you, you... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is the story? What story? Where were you? <laughs> is oh, he already at the ur- urinal and you walk up, or are you already at the urinal and he walks up? I'm at the ur- We kind of walk in. He walked in right after me. I walked up to the urinal. Where are you? This is in Union Station in L.A. Okay. Um, this was a like a fashion show that I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only there is this story gets like I, this story <laughs> this story gets really wild later on which we can go into later maybe um but i like had never done it before and my agent was like hey do you want to do this thing and i was like okay i'll try it see what it's like it was abs- as absurd as what you think it would be like the whole menagerie of it to be clear you were like the Zoolander type, right? You were right. a model. We were wearing for clothes, walking brand. down, yeah. yeah. And I have no idea why Carlos Boozer was also there, but <laughs> <laughs> after we get done, I'm like going to the bathroom and like walking up to the urinal, and I'm like, just get prepped, you know. You kind of like settle in, dig your dig your feet in the dirt. <laughs> And the door swings open, and I see this very tall man. I mean, he's yeah, six he's, nine, six he's, ten. He's very big, and strong, strong man, much stronger than me. Did your stream stop because I wasn't, you thought you were alone? And I then... wasn't even going. Oh, it was. Okay. I mean, it's. I got a good rev up. I got a good build up. <laughs> Talking maybe a minute. So, how you doing, little Tony? Fine. <laughs> he comes in. He comes in and I like looked over my shoulder and I was like, I, that's car. I'm pretty sure that's Carlos Boozer, but this is just not making any sense. He comes up and stands, you know, he doesn't stand in the next stall to me. He's a man who has manners. He stands two away and it's I like, he knew from when I'm walking in there, it's just like a silent marble bathroom. Like you can hear a water droplet. Mm. He knows I'm not going. It's silent. He walks over to me, and it's a long walk, and then stands in the urinal, and I'm still, I can't go, because at this point, I'm like, this is Carlos Boozer, like, what do I, do I pee still? I don't know, do I say anything to him? And meanwhile, there's just a fire hose going from him, and I'm just, (laughs) I still can't go, and so I finally said something like, sometimes it just takes a while to get started. (laughs) And then he said something like, yeah, man, you just got to breathe, and it'll come out real easy. And I, we both started laughing, and then 
he went over and washed his hands and I just I was still standing there I think I finally started to go but he like walked out and he was like good luck it was, wow. yeah, that was fun of all the places, that, I mean, those guys probably don't want to talk to people in general, but you got them to talk to you at a urinal. Right. That's pretty impressive. That was fun. Now, you said he had manners. What, um, manners in that situation would have been come give you a little massage, <laughs> help you relax. It's <laughs> uh, true. It's wow. funny you said he stood two away because, like, normal etiquette is you stand one away, right? But. He probably knowing he's like six ten and can see everything no matter what has to take that extra urinal space just to be a gentleman. Wow. Right. He's got that extra view. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that penthouse I, view. I can see whatever <laughs> I want from up here. Because <laughs> those stall dividers come up. I mean, I'm not super tall, but they come up to like mid chest maybe, and yeah. it's there's no clearance for that. <laughs> Now, do you think you would have been able to go at all if you were in sort of one of those uh, bathrooms where it's just a gutter following the wall and you just have to pee in those? I mean, I can't go in those ever. But. Sort of a piggy trough style. <laughs> I remember, I don't, you might have gone there too. There was in, uh, on Dixon Street, there, one of the bars was a trough and they just filled it with ice. It was always just filled with ice. Ew, why? I don't know. I, I, I didn't understand that either. But it's just always filled with ice and then you're and then all you know, all of us are just lined up at a trough hitting these <laughs> ice cubes. Pissing on it's ice. Weird. You, you know? never went I forget what bar it was, but I mean, there now, weren't that many there, so now that you're saying that, like I but I think because of where it's at it just feels so normal there. It's not like <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, I wonder if the ice is to keep you from seeing the streams of the people who are upstream. It comes down. <laughs> oh, gosh. That upstream color. So you get to see how you, sort of your um, evacuation is sort of mixing with other people's. Yeah, it's interesting. Color content. Night, nightclubs in general are just very dark, you know. It's hard. They keep them so low lit. And the one place you'd want it to be low lit is the bathroom. And that's where lights are fully <laughs> on in the bathroom. You know, wow. you can see whatever you want in there. I've never noticed that. Yeah. That's true, though. I guess because I'm always just looking around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Checking it out. Gosh. Now what's this carnival cruise ship basketball tournament? Did you were you on a cruise and entered, or did you just enter the tournament? Not to get on the to cruise. get on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> to um. So there's a little backstory of how I even got on the cruise. My college roommate, uh, we were roommates for like a year and a half. He dropped out of school, and then we would still go visit him in Texas. And we developed this like thing where we'd go see him like once a year, and the pranks that we would play to like surprise him, that we were like showing up just got more and more elaborate. Like one year, I think I told you guys I got a horse suit and surprised him at a shopping mall. Um, <laughs> I walked and I walked a mile next to the Dallas freeway, the free like one of the major freeways in Dallas, and went into a shopping mall. In a horse costume. Why did you have to surprise walk a mile him? on the freeway? This was before Uber. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, my friend, because the decoy was they were going to go meet up with him at the mall. 
I got dropped off at the horse costume store and then walked <laughs> a mile with my bag. Oh my gosh. gosh. Surprise it had wheels, though, right? No. It was a backpack, but oh, okay. a horse with a backpack is funny. Yeah. But we, so I, it was this layered thing where they planned to go through a fast food restaurant drive through and I was in my horse costume and I ran up to their window and was like passing out flyers and on the flyer were all these inside jokes for like fake DJs and like a fake band in town. But they were skewed enough to where he didn't really like, it wasn't super obvious. And I'm like handing them out to other people. And so then I had to walk another mile Back in to the, the horse costume? Back, of course. You can't take off a horse costume. Oh, my god! try gosh. to zip that thing up yourself. You're How sweaty <laughs> is it in there? It's hot. Were you Very galloping? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't get that in character, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it was either the next year or two years later, we planned this super elaborate thing to surprise them on a cruise ship. So a group of friends went on this cruise ship, and he knew they were going. He didn't know I was going to go, so I was going. So we hid out in our room for probably like, you know, half a day when we're out at sea. Mm. And then I go, I steal a platter from the cafeteria and steal some like drink things and utensils. And I put on this like waiter outfit. And we had, we called his room and told him that because he was a returning guest, we were going to give him a free drink on Carnival. And so he's like, oh, great. And so then I show up at his door in a waiter outfit when we're out at sea that was fun. Wow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it was a that was probably my best surprise prank. That was Yeah, I mean, he's on a boat. Like you're right. isolated from Everything. civilization and, and you were, still showed up. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I was in Ketchikan, Alaska at the Pioneer Diner. Wow. And Chris showed up as a waiter there randomly and i'm like what the heck that's so funny. it's a common ruse if you're in the friend circle you watch out for your waiters <laughs> so let's not uh uh yeah, go let's... too far off, right. off the trail i want to hear about the carnival the basketball horse thing tournament. oh i thought you were gonna... okay <laughs> yeah so they had a court on the cruise ship and they had this tournament where it's like anyone on the cruise ship could enter three on three mm-hmm mm. So it was me, Colson, Rakestraw, and Matt Brooker. And no, these they played high school. Did yeah. they? They were in that high school championship you won. Right? Correct. Also former. Oh, state I didn't champions. know Matt was on that team too. Uh-huh. Okay. So okay. we started playing and we beat every team. That's how you win a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> was it pretty handily? And the last the last game got so intense. There were wives like throwing insults like the carnival cruise people had to come around i mean it was like a caged it's a caged basketball court on a cruise ship like yeah, just imagine that because they don't want the ball like right going off but you got wind you got seagulls you got all these <laughs> got elements seasick. Seasick. what's the format are you playing to a certain amount or yeah a time it, limit? it was a form it was the first to 25 i think is what it was three on three full court full court wow. mm-hmm we Regulation just, size. We just throwing Maybe a little bombs, smaller, but like yeah. footballing it down the court on fast breaks. It got real physical. Cause I mean, we we were like maybe twenty three at the time, and no twenty three year olds go on cruises. <laughs> like, so we were playing like forty plus, past their prime. But oh, I see. So they started throwing guys. body weight. Yeah, around, and they were huh? and their wives were not happy because they got a few daiquiris in them. How much do you remember the score? 
Um, I think did you win by it got pretty close. I think we won by four or five. But oh, okay. Wow. What were the stakes that they were getting? Or is it just com- competition that takes over and you just want to win? I think we won like a hundred dollar like on cruise, you know, like gift credit? certificate or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chris gets the store credit. credit. You got carnival credit. <laughs> wow. That was fun. You get to cut the line at the rock climb wall or something. <laughs> you go twice down the slide. You get to go to the adult comedy night for free. <laughs> we did. No, have you guys been on a cruise ship before? I've been on one, but not on a cruise. They've put on these absurd performances where it's like Broadway musical-esque. Like you're in an amphitheater, but the talent is like (laughs) D-list. Oh, it's so bad. It's people trying to get into the amusement park game, huh? They have to start mm-hmm. on cruise ships yeah. and then they move to, <laughs> to sort of character-based. Sort of the G League of performance artists. You gotta think no performers' first choices. Yeah, I'll go six weeks out to sea right. where my life is just performing and sleeping. And I just live on Dramamine and yeah, on, the same, on the same boat. Yeah. So bad. But it was fun for us. (laughs) I mean, you guys are still 23. You're still kind of in your athletic prime, too. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Yeah. Yeah. Were you taller than all of them? It was about the same height. Okay. Mm. Some tall people on cruises. Okay. So. But here's the way to think about it. Maybe those maybe those marriages were a bit rusty. And maybe they came together over a mutual hate for you guys. And by winning, you actually. Maybe maybe there's some healing in those marriages afterwards. You know, I will say this. On that note, there was a lot of beef on court. But oh, wow. they have a club, you know, at on the cruise ship. And we rebonded a few nights later, all on the dance floor. Us, them and their wives, and we just, we like all danced <laughs> together. Really? It was fun, yeah. That's cool. Turns it was sort of a camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next story <laughs> looking for horseplay yeah. i brought the horse costume anyway so wow. i can be a waiter i can be a horse what what, what do you need oh my gosh yes. was that did you get a trophy or a medal yeah, we got a medal, like a little, you, did get a medal. you know, one of those like junior boys league sort of oh, red, white, good. and blue with a little faux bronze, wow. little wreath. And was it, two-part two question, how many teams did you play and was it all in one day? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we played probably five or six teams and it was like, you got maybe like one or two game break, but it was a one day tourney. Mm. Wow. I mean, they're going hard. They got listen. We got events. We got. Gosh. We got the magic show at six. <laughs> we got to do the water slide at seven. We got buffet. Can't miss that. Carnival does have that water slide though up top. Mm-hmm. Huh? Always wanted to try that. I mean, it's pretty underwhelming yeah <laughs> you're going down a water slide on a boat which is i mean if if you have a moment of like self-awareness while you're doing it it's really wild because you're like i'm just mm. floating on this ten thousand ton piece of steel like what is going on right now but all right i'm gonna go down cool 
Very good. Uh, so one more. The I knew you did the um, golf magazine internship, but I didn't know that it took you to Turkey. Is that what you said, Turkey? Yeah. yeah and then you were a castle, right? But you were in uh -huh. a palace. What is that? Yeah. Palace. That was. My life has some strange stories, but I think that experience as a collective was the strangest. It was, I applied for this job as in college. It was like a graphic design gig. It's like 15 bucks an hour, you know, like work on this golf magazine. You can do it from home or whatever. So I emailed the guy and he's like, oh, okay, great. Just work on this ad and super informal. And I was thinking like it's sophomore or junior in college. And... It was just good experience too to like actually work on something. And the guy that I worked for was like five foot three, gold necklace, knee brace, like pinky ring, wrote me checks from other people's names, like what? other people's checkbooks, and he's like, This is a you know, he's part of the business and super shady. <laughs> from the get go, it was very shady, but he paid me and we would always meet at the casino. He wouldn't meet me anywhere else, so we'd meet at the West Siloam Casino. And that's where we'd have our business meetings. No way. Uh, and Were you going on $5 Tuesday for these meetings? <laughs> to try to, just to try to double down? On... <laughs> I got that card. You know, they give you that card. If you give them your email, you get that $5 free slot credit. Get that. Um, so anyway, after like three months of working with him, he was like, hey, we have these press trips that we get to go on and if you guys want to or if you want to do it um like i can set you up to like go on one of these trips and i was like okay that sounds really awesome you get to go to a golf course stay for free fly for free and then basically get like courted around these resorts so in hopes that they'll write that you will write an article about their resort people didn't know that this magazine was a 100 percent scam like it wasn't a real magazine. Like we designed it and got it printed, but we printed maybe 20 copies so that he could take to like trade shows mm -hmm. and show people. My grandpa like found out that I was working for this magazine and tried to order a subscription. And they were like, yeah, we don't do, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> like we're not, we're so not gonna do it, a subscription. It wasn't a legit. Was it just, he used it as an end exactly. to get? To front. get stuff, yeah. So basically, if you have a publication, I don't know how it's going to be after everything that's happening now, but in the past, it's like, if you had a publication, places would fly you out. Or if you're an Instagram influencer, places would fly you out to stay in their resort and write an article mm -hmm. about it or do a post about it. So there were these press trips organized for people to go uh, travel to these places. And one of them, the first trip I got to go on was to Turkey. And he was like, hey, do you want to go to Turkey? I was like, yes, I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. And then he also, he emailed me the same night and was like, oh, well, we've got another one to Punta Cana, Mexico. Or no, we've got another one to Cancun, Mexico. Do you want to go to that one? And I was like, well, I've got two friends who would want to go to the one in Mexico. Can they go? And he was like, yeah, they can go. That's fine. <laughs> So he had me make them business cards and they went and they got to go and have a free like three free flights there, free like three week, three day stay. And I went to Turkey and I'm like 19, 20 at the time, fly first class over there, 
it's like me and four other press writers from the U.S. And they're like with actual publications. And one of the guys I'm still good friends with now, but we like get picked up from the airport by the tourism ministry and they're like taking us around. We stay in palaces. We get to play like amazing golf courses. And then we stayed in this really famous palace in Istanbul. It's called the Kempinski Hotel. It was like the one of the you know, previous rulers of Istanbul, his like palace. And there was a night where they had dinner and on dessert, there was literal gold on the dessert. And I was just like, I was like 19, like eating this. And I was like, oh, this is good. Like, what? what's going on? What is this? And they're like, oh, that's gold. And I was like, what? It was insane. It was, it was one of the most insane experiences I've had, but that's related to the Dominican Republic story. Oh. Well, before we get to that, I do have a question about the gold. Okay. You took a number two later. Was there sort of a shine to it, a, sort of a glimmer? I mean, I sifted. I'm not going <laughs> to <lie. laughs> lie. Why? How could you not? I sifted. Make jewelry out of it and sell it, and you just know that somewhere... Does that make you a mule? Gold mule. I think I got rid of it before I left the country. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I, kept, I put it in my pocket, so I definitely brought it back, but... <laughs> I did it knowingly. All right, so Dominican Republic. Yeah, so this one is NBA related. Um, is that what this is? A podcast about the NBA? Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's NBA? I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, it I heard, seems like I heard they gave up. <laughs> yeah, so. So they're, they're doing horse now. <laughs> Um, so it was a, another one of these trips where I got to go to the Dominican Republic, fly for free, um, put you up in a resort. This one was, it, it was in the Dominican Republic, so it's like they're really trying to cater to the U.S. crowd, and we got a private golf cart to take us off the plane before anybody else got off, and we got to go through separate security, and we Are had you our still own. still 20 years old? This this was right after I graduated college. So I graduated college and then went on a trip that this was on. So I was 21, probably. Mm-hmm. 21. And we stay in this villa and they give us our own private golf cart, our own private golf cart, and it's a massive resort with like a couple golf courses and so we're just like dry, right on the beach. And they told us anything in the resort is free. So like we could go get massages, we could go to, you know, the pool, the restaurant. So the last day we're there before our flight, we're driving our golf cart and we're down by the pool and we're like, oh, let's just order a bunch of food before we go on the flight. Like we're really hungry, haven't had lunch yet. So we order like $150 of the food because like resort prices are always like $25 for a grilled cheese, $17 for fries, you know, like it's just insane. And the guy comes and give us, gives us the bill. And I was like, oh, I, we're with you know the media press group. I don't think we pay anything. And he's like, really? I, this is separate. So we're going to have to go check on that. So I'm like sitting there like, like, I'm like 21. I don't have 150 bucks to blow on food. I'm just... I'm like starting to freak out. I'm like, you oh no, I'm finished the grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I'm, and also on this trip, there was another press writer who like tried to oust us 
because I went with Matt. Matt came with me on this trip, and he was like trying to oust us because he knew we weren't with a real publication, and he was like trying to like ask us a bunch of questions in front of everybody, and like it got oh, intense. Wow. So I'm already yeah. like, oh no, we're not supposed to be here. Like this is this is getting really bad. What if they find out? And so we order all this food, and then the guy comes back and he's like, hey, you know, you're gonna have to pay for it, or like just you know pay for it and then they'll reimburse you and i was like i i i don't need okay and i grab the receipt and the first thing that comes to my brain i have no clue why the first thing that comes to my brain is sign this bill as kevin garnett <laughs> and i kid you not i literally signed the bill as kevin garnett and i handed it back to him and he said, thank you. And I, we grabbed our food and we walked slowly to our golf cart. We got in our golf cart and we sped away. And I was like, I just signed that as Kevin Garnett. And Matt was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I have no idea. I just signed it as Kevin Garnett. <laughs> so Kevin Garnett's now wanted in the Dominican Republic for $150 resort bill that he didn't pay. Wow. They never took your credit card, huh? Or... No. Wow. But they had us write our room number down, which I just oh, wrote a random there room it is. number down. Yeah. And wrote Kevin Garnett. Wow. But sorry, Kevin. Yeah. If you're listening sounds, to this, uh, I know you probably can't cover that. 150 bucks is. That sounds like a more. more like a Kevin McAllister move there. Right. Wow. And you got it. Yeah, that's cool. That's crazy. Who's Kevin Garnett? <laughs> <laughs> He's an actor, right? Uncut Gems. It just seems like it would fall in line with uh, the NBA slogan, NBA Cares, right? They're just helping you you poor young college students out. Uh, he was helping me. Yeah. So I want to hear more about this guy who's ousting you. What was he? Right? <laughs> what is going Man, on that, there? Oh, it was so funny. So Matt and I are like clearly not supposed to be there. Everybody else isn't. 50s to 60s and they're like seasoned mm. golf writers who know what to ask and what to do and we're just there What's like a three wood in general <laughs> we're just enjoying we're like you know we're not with a real publication we're just enjoying the free trip like the people who run the resort are asking us questions like you guys are gonna like can you send us an article after this and we're like yeah yeah because my boss had said like if they ask you to write an article, just do it and it'll be fine. I'm like trusting this guy who's my boss. I'm like, I don't know. I don't have no idea what this industry is like. Yeah, the I'm weird guessing thing they is, like. He set it up for perks, but you were getting the perks, not, right. not him. That makes me think I wonder if he couldn't leave the country or something. <laughs> yeah. <It was> like, <laughs> wow, yeah. But, um,. Yeah, it felt like a, like a Seinfeld episode or something because there was like a short, squatty guy who was like, you know, a classic sports writer who like at different points throughout the week, we, Matt and I would like see see him kind of like spying on us or like he, he would always be like pretty close peripherally to where like he's not minding his own business. He's like trying to find something. And there was this massive lunch one day with like, you know, the head of the golf courses and the head of the resort. And it's like an, the like formal part of the whole trip. And this guy in front of everyone was like, he had been like asking us some other questions, you know, like sussing us out. He said, he was like, I want everyone, let's just put our business cards up on the table. 
and I want everyone to just pass them around so that you know we can all have them or the resort guy can have them and Matt's freaking out because he doesn't have a business card and doesn't work for this company and I thankfully had two in my wallet so I like hand one to Matt under the table and then put mine on the table and then he puts his on the table and they all get like jumbled together but the guy was like the guy knew Matt didn't have a business card, but he was trying to like make it an embarrassing situation uh-huh. for him at the time, and where it looks like he's not up to anything right. devious. Yeah, but that's mm. the thing. That's not a very smart way to oust somebody, though. It felt well, like a movie. Our, it let's was put like... our business cards on the. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot mine. <laughs> right yeah but when you're like 19 or 20 and you're in you know like that formal of a setting you're like oh no i'm yeah everyone else everyone else is your dad's age you're like i okay all right this is what i'm supposed yeah. to do <laughs> that's but interesting he didn't catch us it sounds like a premise so, of a movie <laughs> just like yeah. i don't know now i didn't mention fun. this but you also tried out for the LA Sparks halftime performer. Is that correct? <laughs> I did. I didn't get it because I can't handspring. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to be a, a mascot dressed up. Or were you going to actually just dance as yourself? Wow. This is this is real. real. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. Wow, Keegan, that's deep. I remember oh, you, you forgot. You forgot. I forgot. Place. Yeah. I remember you were bummed. You didn't get the audition, but what? 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 I'm like blanking on this now. I as I remember it, you had an audition, and I think it was to be the mascot. Okay, it's but, coming back. Uh, I don't remember what the audition process was like. I'm sure you told me, but I forgot. Yeah, I think it was just because I couldn't do... They had you, like, check boxes about what you could and couldn't do. Oh. And I couldn't handspring. I couldn't, like... <laughs> so they just automatically nixed me out. And I, I guess I could have lied about being able to do that and then really showed them what I'm made of. You're a good size for a mascot, though. You're... What's their the mascot? What's their mascot? I don't even know what the... Uh, it's a welder. It's a, <laughs> it's a sort of a it sparkler. Or uh, I don't know. That would have been fun. I could have got you guys tickets. But you're. Uh, I'm always down for courtside WNBA. Mm-hmm. You're six five on paper and six three in real life, so you would have been great. That's right. Uh, they would have suited me up. You were also. Didn't you get a free trip to Rome? For a oh. TV show that you were on? I did, yes. Another Craigslist. Really? You, yeah. That was from Craigslist? Yeah. I remember watching the episode. I didn't know that was like, so informal. That mm-hmm. was just... Wow. What was the show? It's called Trip Flip. <laughs> Trip Flip. <laughs> With Burt Kreischer, who's a comedian. What was um, it on? Travel Channel. That oh, was what was the, he on? No, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was on Travel Channel. Um... That was the same trip as the Dominican Republic thing, actually. So Matt and I were doing this, like, graduate college, let's travel around for a month. We started on Trip Flip, which was basically just, I saw a Craigslist ad in the Tulsa, Oklahoma Craigslist. That was like, do you want to be on TV? Are you going to be in Italy on these specific dates? If so, message us. And I was like, that's very specific. Because we're going to be there right when that happens. 
So I messaged them and oh, they, so you you had already you were already gonna go regardless right. of the yeah ad yeah that's so that's so bizarre that they did it on Craigslist yeah though I know like, right you think a place like that would have gone through a casting agency I yeah I wonder if they were just trying to find like real people traveling mm-hmm. but. I'm like the only psychopath who looks on Craigslist for that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, Nobody's what? looking Why for would Travel you Channel look? Italy. Right. But I'm yeah. just like, it. Had, I think I was coming off this like high of like, I'm 20. The last thing I found on Craigslist let me travel around the world. Like, why don't I find another thing? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I think we were actually looking for like travel gear or something, like a cheaper backpack than buying something new. Or, mm. And then that popped up and we went through a couple of rounds of interviews and then they're like, yeah, you guys got it. So basically, we're going to have the camera crew meet you there whenever you get to Rome. And we're going to basically set up and pretend like we just you know, came up to you and like didn't know you guys and we're surprising you. And then we got to do all this really awesome stuff like chariot race. Got to fight a gladiator. Wow. We got to... Um, that was all free, too? Yeah. yeah. So they had, a, like, some sort of time travel machine that took you back to fight a gladiator. <laughs> a time travel channel. Wow. Uh, that was scary, though. That guy was huge. He was an MMA fighter, and he gosh. was, like, very scary. I, it's... How do you... I don't know how you have so much luck with Craigslist. Do you... Is there any... Are there, are there times when you're like, maybe I shouldn't? Be going to Turkey for this guy that I'm not, uh, that I know is a scam. <laughs> I think. Do you have a filter? Or do you just. Yeah, I think at not? that at that point I was like, what? I'm gonna say yes until I see the ticket, and then once I see the ticket, it'll be like, all right, I'm gonna go to the airport and see if this is real. And I had been contacted by. Like he gave them, he gave the like Turkish board of tourism, my email and they like had been contacting me a little bit. So I was like, okay, this is legit. We have an itinerary. We have, I've been contacting people and, um, that's weird. But yeah, it was definitely, I can't believe my parents are like, sure, go do it. (laughs) But I don't know. I just, something about like the fear component of that doesn't really, I wasn't like afraid of, I was nervous for sure, but I wasn't like afraid of I was going to get kidnapped or like mm-hmm. hmm. there was too many yeah and then the same thing with the trip flip one it's like you have you know voice we had like a Skype meeting with the casting person and I don't know I in that way you're kind of like Michael Jordan that he doesn't fear the moment he's not right you weren't afraid to miss a flight that you hadn't taken yet. <laughs> wow. Very good. This is good. Yes. I got I, got I want to be like Mike. As well, we all just finished the last dance together. Any uh, moments or thoughts on that docuseries, Chris? Moments you, you like. Yeah. I mean, how can he not be even more mystified by Rodman after that? <laughs> like, growing up, you're like, this guy is insane. And he's like, 
I probably sh my parents tell me I shouldn't like him, but I also really like him because he's cool and like. But he also seems mean. Mm. Then as you grow up, you realize more and more like how in his own world in the NBA he was. Like, there's no one like that now, and mm. probably never will be. And after watching his episode, it was so insane just to watch the like dynamic of him and Phil Jackson. Yeah. Phil was like. You know, Dennis needs to run. He's like a wild Mustang. He needs to run, you know, let him run. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought that was really, really fascinating. But I like that he can leave for 48 hours and come back and still be very good. Like he never <laughs> left. Not sleep. Yeah. Do crazy drugs. And he's like one of the oldest ones on the team as well. <laughs> I think he was older than Jordan, you know. Wow. Yeah. I think he was like 36, 37 in that wow. at the time. Very impressive. Just, man. Yeah, that's a lot of just athletic mm -hmm. gifts to be able to party. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, still like be the best defender and right. rebounder and on a professional sports team. But I didn't you think that him becoming a pro wrestler is just like, what would you call that? It's amazing. I think. <laughs> it's just the embodiment of exactly who he was. Like being a pro like you're just a character. You're yeah. just this hodgepodge of. It just seems like he did. He was probably friends. Like he was friends with Hogan or something. It's like, hey, why don't you come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. And Vince McMahon's Vince McMahon's just like, yeah, of course. That's that great. was great PR for them. Yeah. But I didn't know that he went during the during the finals. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's think about yeah, anyone doing that in any sport today. That would be the craziest thing. Draymond Green's going to <laughs> like do a. He's gonna like do ice skating. Well, I mean, he's like, gonna do a rodeo show and he's gonna ride, ride a bull. Wow, yeah. During the finals, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's comparable. Uh, I want to correct myself. Vince McMahon would have had nothing to do with that because he would have been WWE, and mm -hmm. that was WCW. So I apologize to any wrestling fans. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but it is. Now I feel like there's probably so many regulations on that, right? Like, you would get fined. Right. He did get fined for not going to practice. Oh, he did? Yeah. But you'd think now that... I mean, I guess Dennis wasn't really sponsored by anybody, but... you would, yeah, No player to... would do it now because they care too much about sponsorships and, you know, their their persona. And he might have had a like... sponsorship. And they were just like doesn't matter what you do you'll well it seems like he he didn't really have regard for that anyway it's like i'm gonna do what i want to do and i'll worry about the consequences later you know mm -hmm. that seems like the way he was thinking devil's advocate here should you be living that lifestyle at 36 plus years old well he legally married himself so that reduces his age in half just the antics. I didn't even... I mean, I guess they very lightly touched on that. But. So part of it is because of like who Rodman is, we're not... In a sense, 
do we all agree that we're not surprised that he did the pro wrestling thing, right? I would say I'm just glad he did it. <laughs> so what, no, what yeah. I'm not surprised. Not but I, I just realm. didn't know that it was during the finals. I guess that adds yeah. to his folklore of like yeah. what I'm getting at here is okay, so let's just say for the sake of the the discussion, we none of us are that surprised that Rodman did something like that. He's kind of just a he's a loose cannon. He does what he wants to do. Um, in Inter Carl Malone loses um, the NBA Finals to MJ, won the MVP, total class act, comes on the bus and says congrats to MJ. This is like hours after the game. And then he also decides he's going to join <laughs> WCW yeah. to fight Dennis Rodman. Like, that is, to me, that is more strange than Dennis Rodman yeah. joining WCW. Yeah, it's like, what see, is going uh, on there? Yeah. I could see Malone really liking wrestling, though, because he's like from the South, right? Mm. I think he's from Louisiana. I, I and believe. Wrestling, they, they love wrestling in the South. Mm hmm. And so maybe he, maybe it's his childhood yeah. dream, and he's following Rodman. You know, <laughs> just just do it. My question is, <laughs> was that his championship for the year? He he got to wow. enact his revenge because him and DDP go on to win. They beat Hogan and yeah. Dennis as the heels. You know, they're the faces. So may, maybe that's his ring maybe, ceremony. Maybe I like to think Carl in his younger years was maybe part of a local wrestling league and he had sort of his own uh, uh, what do you, moniker that he embodied. Maybe mm. that's where the mailman came from. That's He came out as, wow. dressed as a mailman. Instead <laughs> 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 of a pizza toss, he's delivering letters. <laughs> that fit. I mean, if you can have a Brutus the Barber, why can't you have the whole, all the community uh, services? <laughs> I also got to say, like, Dennis, I mean, he looked a little bit thin compared to, like, Hulk Hogan and stuff. Carl Malone looked like he fit in. Yeah, he was scary. so big, big Those wrist uh, sweatbands kind of cut cut his, cut his size a little bit when he took them <laughs> off. And just, his arms he got accentuated. Popeyed out. <laughs> Gosh. So... Yeah, big props to Carl for going along with the, the whole wrestling. I mean, at the time, we were also just as big, if not bigger, wrestling fans right. as we were NBA fans. Probably bigger yeah, wrestling fans. Bigger so wrestling. that was like we got two Christmases mm -hmm. um, in, in one month. <laughs> oh. mm -hmm. uh. yeah, anybody else have any thoughts on The Last Dance? Uh, anybody? I will say this. I thought it was very noble that they gave Jerry Krause, who they vilified at the very beginning, I feel like they gave him an ending that was a little more like, don't forget this guy, put this team together. And Scotty, the guy who was like, hated Krause, yeah. is the one saying like, he's the best GM ever. Yeah, that was mm. really interesting. Which I yeah. felt like was a nice redemptive, like, cause you could you could easily just vilify him all the way through if you wanted to, 
but he did put that team together so mm -hmm. and then I loved I like the flu game even more because it felt like an the like Utah had a little secret attack on MJ, <laughs> and then he came out and uh, yeah. still dominated. And uh, you know, I had food poisoning last year from some oysters from uh, <laughs> Grand Central Market. Oh wow! And going just walking to the bathroom, which is five feet away from my room, was a nightmare. So I can't imagine playing uh, elite basketball in those conditions. <laughs> <laughs> even, even running, you know, like the, oh, God, the idea yeah. of running while you're sick is probably one of the worst things you can subject yourself to. I'm a little bummed that MJ just didn't diarrhea midcourt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is going up for a dunk and... Little boost. <laughs> he flushes it. And then... I feel like, you know what, I think, I think actually... Diarrhea house or vomited would have been great. I think that would have been a better end of Space Jam if the way he gets to the rim is not an arm stretch, but just a little poop propulsion. A little brown boost. <laughs> from half court. And you just see a little jet stream of... It's not his arm stretching, it's just the brown just taking yeah, the ball to the pushing, hoop. pushing it forward in sort of a speed... And you have that jet stream trail that stretches <laughs> all the way from half court to... Um, okay, the flu game thing. I was torn because there's a, there's a little little doubt about that story being true. Mm. The way they presented I'm not doubting that he had food poisoning, but the way it presented was that it was like fans were purposefully... Yeah, I, they may that, not have actually done that. That might that, have been coincidence. Yeah, that sort of felt like, you know, maybe. But there are. Well, what, what would you intentionally do to give someone food poisoning? Like that was in the '90s. You probably couldn't Google. Could you Google how to give <laughs> someone mean, food poisoning in '94? Maybe, but. Rat poison or something on it. But wouldn't that kill him? Yeah, that would kill him. Rat poison. I would, wasn't, would you have to just well, leave milk out and then just... I was going to say, <laughs> I, I was, I was just like thinking cheese. expired food they could have put. Like maybe the meat was yeah. old or not cooked or... Yeah. I, and then... But yeah, who knows? I do remember hearing stories about fans, like, parking their cars around the hotels where players are playing and honking their horns yeah. all night. So it's also not out of the realm of possibility that fans would try to manipulate yeah, I'm players. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're lying about it. There's just a little bit but, of... Like, I mean, it could have been an accident. Could have been. Also, yeah. take into account they had lost the year prior to mm -hmm. the same team. So The but, point being, you can't stop Michael, even if you... They have food poisoning. But also, why did he eat a full pizza at two thirty a.m.? Like, did anyone else? Yeah. Was anyone else just astounded by his health habits throughout his yeah. entire career Beer compared to cigars. now? Like, yeah, he'd have multiple cigars every day. It seems yeah. like and, and then beer, beer. Yeah, I didn't know about that stuff. The beer. I thought the cigar stuff was always like off-season type behavior. Right. He's doing this year round during game, like or like right before games during game day, and then eating a whole pizza at like 
Yeah, between mm-hmm. that and like the way Rodman acted, you would wonder if there's any validity in giving people freedom to live to make choices that are about comfort and not about like this is the best for mm-hmm. you, like keeping rigorous diets and stuff. Mm. Giving people giving people mm. players a little bit of like lax guidelines. Although I don't know how strict uh, things are now. Well, and they didn't show it much. Maybe when these guys are practicing, they are just very intense. Like, like I mean more, not so much like the basketball practice, but like the weight room stuff and the conditioning. Maybe they were just going at that so hard that, you know, beer and cigars, they're young enough that it doesn't have that effect yet because they're... Super you know healthy. what I'm saying? Like they're working out so much that it's not, it doesn't have the same effect as someone that's just sitting right. around all day and then they also have beer and cigars. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I doubt it's surprising for an NBA player to eat a whole pizza. That's probably not that abnormal. It was just strange that it was like super so, late yeah. at night <laughs> and the night before one of the most important NBA finals games. It seemed toward like towards the end, Not that he had given up, but it was like, you could definitely tell he had this air of like invincibility about him Mm. where he wasn't as, he was a lot more cavalier with his, maybe that's come, came from the cigar thing. I can have a cigar and still score 45 points later. It's not a big deal. Like, Mm. yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you, if you got food poisoning and then still scored what, I mean, <laughs> 36 do you think that because you know they kept reiterating this idea that he has to make up challenges otherwise he would uh, sort of become stagnant do you think he had just felt like he had bested the league and the talent so much that his new challenges I'm going to just see how much I can smoke and drink and still be the best like push <laughs> push that envelope maybe mm. um but with the food, the, my favorite part of that food poisoning thing is when they are interviewing Jerry Sloan after the game, the Utah Jazz head coach. Mm-hmm. And you just visually can see him processing that Jordan was sick and still just did that to his team. <laughs> right. And he looked so hopeless. Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do? That was like the boogeyman just mm. came to him like, yeah, to, oh my. <laughs> to me, that embodied the whole, like, this is black Jesus idea. Mm. It's like, what am I, I can do everything and it's not going to be enough. Yeah. I, I really liked that scene a lot. Yeah, that mm. was fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys, does anyone know why Luke Longley wasn't in it? I haven't researched that. I've never like heard him in an interview yeah. ever. I guess I've never YouTubed it. But Gosh, I hope he didn't like pass away, and we just don't know that. But yeah, I don't know. Quick search. Yeah, because they they yeah, seem like they interviewed right. everyone else. And he wasn't. I mean, he was a starter for three of their championships. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. Nope, he's still yeah, alive. Fifty one. Maybe he's... I just sort of love to hear Luke Longley talk, you know? Maybe, yeah. Maybe he just wasn't interested. Like, he just didn't... I don't don't do that anymore. Huh. 
I also really loved how Phil was this westernized six foot eleven version of a Buddhist monk. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. I didn't. I mean, maybe people at the time knew he was like that, but I just saw him as this, you know, figurehead, like stoic, Mm -hmm. super successful coach, but. Yeah. He has these little, like, he has this way of speaking that's, like, almost, um, it's, like, prophetic. It's like, mm-hmm. like, when they, I was thinking about this last night after we watched the final episode, like, it seemed like Phil, at least the way the documentary portrayed it, that Phil was the one who kind of allowed it to end. And if Phil would have been like, all right, I'll come back for another year, Let's let me go talk to the guys. Hmm. Because Jordan didn't know that Phil was going to come back. They all thought that Phil got fired, and then um, who's the owner? Uh, Ryan Ryan Storff told, supposedly told Phil that he could come back because he won. I thought that was interesting, but then Phil was like, "It was time to leave. It's time to end it." Hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't catch that. Yeah, that he just let it die. Right. Huh. That was, the way that he commented about it was like, it was just time to end, you know. Like, maybe, uh, maybe him and Krauss were just at a point where they just, no matter what, he couldn't, those two just couldn't be in a room together anymore or something. Yeah. yeah it seemed like that. And he even had them do that whole ceremony of sort of, I don't even, that catharsis of, okay, we're going to do this you write your feelings on a paper ceremony and then we're all going to burn them as one. And this, mm-hmm. and like that symbolizes the end of this group of individuals. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take leaps, but it just seems like I can't imagine any other coach oh, yeah. doing something like a ser- That's very ceremonial, isn't right. it? To hear him doing that and, I don't, did any, I remember Kerr saying that he really enjoyed the experience. Do you remember any other players commenting on it? I don't remember if anyone else had said anything about that experience. Other than like Kerr. Michael was on board. Yeah. He, he said, said he liked it. Well, because he wrote a poem. He was commenting about that, about how he's, it was like, everyone was commenting about how Michael normally isn't emotional and he got emotional because of that. Yeah. Which was funny because every scene, just about every scene where they're interviewing Michael, he's very emotional. Mm-hmm. He's either like laughing, angry, or about to cry. Like huh. he doesn't seem like he's super reserved in his emotion. Like Kukoc was. He's literally <laughs> so stoic. Hmm. Which is the kind of the opposite of like Jordan. They've kept painting him as this like tyrant that didn't was a robot, you know, that didn't have emotion, and then that they're mm-hmm. like you said, they just kept showing him on the other end of that behavior. But this is where I feel somewhat betrayed by the documentary. It's like, why didn't we get to hear the poem, or you know? Mm-hmm. I thought he did Think- say it. It was just like three lines long. Oh, did he say it? I don't. Yeah. I didn't have, what was it? I'd have to hear it again, but it, it was something about the past, the present, and the future. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. I yeah. did. I thought they just blew 
blew over. I didn't notice him saying it. You're talking about the moment where, uh, who was the guy? Vince, maybe? Was his name? Or Vic? Where he's talking about how Jordan focuses on the present. What was his name? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Well, that's a good moment. Sorry, I was reading about Luke Longley. (laughs) And it sounds like he just didn't, he just wasn't, he didn't want to do it. Really? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Jordan retired again for another year or two years and then he went to go play for the Wizards Mm -hmm. but he partly owned the Wizards right at the time yeah yeah did he own them before he started playing again this is what I heard yeah yeah, he owned them before he, he started uh, playing. Let's be clear. He didn't own them. He was right. a minority Part, owner. Right, he wasn't like right. the owner of the team. Yeah, he had partial ownership. From what I've heard, he played, which is seems kind of weird, but it, from a business standpoint, it's like you're right. going to sell way more tickets if he steps in there. But I heard once he retired again, he they removed his partial ownership and he was very mad about that and he said if I if I would have known I would lose my ownership from retiring again I wouldn't have come back and played why did they take away his ownership what was the I don't know but yeah it ended very bitterly I guess that's just what wow that was just one YouTube video I saw who knows what's real and what's not real in today's media but that's what I I'm just telling you what I heard. <laughs> I was in the park with a guy who has no legs. But did, he owns the Bobcats. Or Partial owns the Bobcats, right? No, he, now he owns the Hornets. The Hornets, right. He is right. the owner, yeah. Right, the Hornets. Yeah, he's the, the, yeah. the actual owner. And that Wizards thing was crazy because... I mean, he wasn't the same as 98, Jordan, and you know, all that, but he was still 39 years old giving guys the business. Mm-hmm. Like, that is nuts yeah, that he's that yeah. old and he's still, still handling a lot that makes you think that they maybe could have maybe not won a fourth the second time but at least probably been in the finals and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, thanks for joining us for another ep. Another special thanks to Mr. Chris Eschner, the man, the myth, the legend. We will now set the rim to standard issue height. And uh, before before we go, I just wanted to sing a song I wrote. Sometimes I dream this real weird dream. I'm not Michael, I'm Craigie Lowe, playing D. I'm not Mike, I'm Craigie Lowe, not Mike. I'm really disappointed that I'm Craigie Lowe, not Mike. (laughs) Who's Craigie Lowe? (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Lowering the Rim. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowering the Rim. And feel free to email us your fan questions, loweringtherim at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.